1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Unhinged with Chris Clemens. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to Unhinged with Chris Clemens. I am... Chris Clemens. Now, if this is your first time tuning in, be sure to subscribe to Unhinged wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like video episodes, be sure to subscribe to youtube.com slash at sign unhinged. It's our brand new YouTube channel. We're almost at 10k subscribers. Get into it. It's where the podcast is going to exclusively be posted now unless... Miss Spotify, you want to come in and give us a deal we cannot resist. Um, also, be sure to rate and review five stars. That helps us out immensely. We have been getting back on the charts, girls. And let me tell you what else has been rising. I'll let you use your imagination. Um, we also are recording the Unhinged After Show. We have been starting that up. We didn't do it on my birthday because, guys, it was my birthday, okay? I'm going to enjoy my day as you know much as I could have. Um, but after every episode, we talk about the episode we do some fun little games or activities and um, you can find that on patreon.com slash chris clemens it's much more of a hangout of the whole team and i um, breaking it down we're recording one right after this episode so we will see you on patreon afterwards and um i think that's all the spiel i have to spiel you know um, not much is new i the last time you guys saw us on unhinged we were in indio for my 30th birthday and that was such a fun episode i had so many more friends that i wanted to get through but literally we were running so out of light so through so much memory card um and so We didn't get to it. And I really wanted to enjoy my birthday. (laughs) So we kind of capped it at like an hour 15. But I loved that episode so much. It was so fun to just do an episode like that almost. It was just really fun. We're going to get in. We're going to talk about my birthday party, trip, etc. on the after show. So again, patreon.com slash Chris Clemens. I'm going to be telling you all the nitty gritty of that little stay in the desert. But if I do sound like I've been chain smoking, I actually didn't even smoke that much on my birthday because we were in the desert. My, like, anytime I'm in the desert, and by that I just mean like for Coachella, I lose my voice from how dry and how dusty it is. Oh my God, I've been hawking up brown dirt for the past like two days of being home. But, um, oh my God, last night, this is a totally random uh, gear shift, but, um, I went on TikTok Live because that's something I'm trying to do more because I don't know why, honestly. This is a really weird way to follow up the the fact that I turned 30. Um, I was on TikTok Live as a 30-year-old is and I just wanted to go live and I was like, well, let's see if anybody wants to go live with me. So I went in guests and Rosie O'Donnell were mutuals on TikTok and she... (laughs) was just at the top of the list so i hit invite and she fucking joined she joined i'm gonna insert a little clip right here of this little brief convo we had well we had a longer convo but uh just listen right how are you what the why do you follow me by the way
0: first of all i gotta tell you this my little kid uh, Vivi, who You don't
1: remember your kid's name, I'm obsessed (laughs) Listen, I
0: I had two beers, don't talk to anybody, but it is like my Friday, but anyway,
1: you know in many
0: ways, I feel like we birthed you, we, the generations above you we, this is when when I look at somebody like you, I go, look at what, and, and I, and you know people as diverse as like Ross Matthews, I remember him as the gay joke on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno yeah. And look what that man has done with and so my daughter turned me on to TikTok by showing me you and you were the first account that I looked at and you were the first account that I tried to understand and I I always people always say how did you get on TikTok and I'm like one guy and one guy
1: own- Okay is that not insane? The fact that one, I was just zooted out of my fucking kabooted on TikTok live. And then all of a sudden I was talking to Rosie O'Donnell. And I was the first TikTok account she ever came across and like studied. Ah, I gag, die, live, shit, breathe, eat. Oh my God, it was the funniest thing. Um i it was just so unexpected she gave really solid life advice she also did mention that she was two beers deep um but i think you guys heard that in the clip (laughs) oh god life what the fuck i don't know but speaking of talking with people i want to hear from some of you guys you guys have some voicemails that we haven't heard and we didn't do any on my birthday episode because i wanted to go through get as many of my friends in as possible but um before we get into this week's voicemails i want to give next week's prompt prompt it's prompt i am prompt. prompt 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 i feel like i sound like i just beatboxed my way into so you think you can dance or whatever that what was wasn't there like a show about beatboxing That, like, they compete, whatever. This is why I really need to get back on ADHD medication. Anyways, the prompt for next week for you guys to call in to 310-844-6459 is what is the messiest birthday party slash messiest birthday story you have? We're going to be talking about some on Patreon after this, like I mentioned, like five times now, but... I know how messy I am and then I know how messy y'all are and y'all are who I want to hear from. So call in to 310-844-6459. Call in with your messiest birthday party or birthday story. And um, yeah, let's get right into these voicemails today. Sam has picked a bunch. I don't know what they are as usual. Well, let's get into it. Hi,
0: Chris. Hi, Hi Jake, Justin, and Sam um i hope everybody's doing okay um so my name is grace i'm calling in with a debate no, i want you all to settle okay, okay? so my fiance she has a five-year-old love her to death okay but tell me this okay do you think it's a date if me my fiance and his daughter go out and do something T- tell me if you think that's a date okay Okay,
1: all right. Have a great day, guys. Bye. Bye, Grace. Wow, I don't know if uh, you need my opinion if I think that's a date, because I know exactly that you think it is not a date. I would also agree that, like, even, I was going to say, unless there's, like, a newborn, but even still, you are not focusing on each other. You are still thinking about this third little helpless human being, probably with an iPad the size of Guatemala, like, you still have to worry about them. You can't, like, focus and be like, hmm, what do you want to do after this date? Like, you can't even get into that. Like, I feel that that is not a date. And anybody who says it is, is gaslighting you and is not meant for you. Because you should be able to wine and dine without someone under the age of nine, you know? I just, I don't understand why people would bring their kids on dates. For the same reason I'm not bringing my dog on a date, which I will say would be more appropriate. Oh, God. I mean, the audacity of people in this lifetime. Where do they get off? Huh? Where? Oh, anyways, Grace, I hope that helped. Let's hear the next one.
0: Hi, Chris. So my fiance and I traveled to Germany together and we had our friend walk our cat for the 10 days we were gone. We paid her. And the overbearing cat parents that we are, We looked at our ring camera and noticed that she didn't go to the house for 36 hours. That means our cat had no food, no water for hours. So I was upset. I tried to put it past me and it was my birthday. So I invited her to the house we rented for my birthday. She said she was going to come. I texted her the address said come, you know, hang out with us. She loved my message, which was me accepting that she was coming. And then she ghosted me. So would you consider this a friend anymore? You know, I was going to have her be my bridesmaid, but after everything that's happened, it's kind of hard to get past it. So if I could get your advice, please.
1: Wow. These are just all of the questions that are, I need your advice, but I already have the answer in my head. Um, I mean, okay. Here's, this might be an unpopular opinion, but uh, it also might be an ignorant one based off of everything I have learned in my life, do cats need 30? Like I, I have friends who have cats, like friends, plural, who have cats, plural. And they'll like go out of town for like three days, leave all the food out, leave the water out and like have a fresh litter box. And they'll just have the cat at home. And like maybe a friend check in every like couple days is that not part of the draw of cats? Like that was one of the arguments where I was like, I could consider getting a cat. And then I think about it crawling all over my counter where I eat food. And then that went out the window along with probably where I'd throw the cat after it walked on my countertop. Um, I, so I don't like, okay. The pet sitting thing. It is like, if you told her to go every day, that should be on that friend to be like, do I need to every day? Or, hey, I'm not able to make it today, but I left enough food for... like. Again, communication fixes so many different fucking things. My God. But in terms of the birthday, I think that's a conversation um, where like, if it's someone that you were going to have be your bridesmaid, I think they are at least owed a conversation. And you owe it to yourself to have the conversation so that you aren't just like, Harboring this shit. But I think you should be like, hey, um, the cat thing, you know, I let that go because again, maybe my cat doesn't need, uh, you know, you said it, you're over, you're an overbearing cat parent. So maybe, you know, when I'm being extreme in situations, I also know that, like, okay, I am being extreme in this situation. Granted, if it's how I feel, but I still want to at least acknowledge that I understand that what I'm asking for might seem like a lot. And not saying that you should. Dull yourself down, but the birthday thing is a little weird. If they hearted the message and then didn't come or say anything further, I think it's about it's fair to be like, "Hey, I was really bummed. Is everything okay between us? You hearted the message. I was under the impression you were coming, and you never showed up, and that was kind of disappointing. And then see how that goes. But if this is like a a repeating 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 thing then i think that's grounds to like kind of distance yourself but you know some people might be going through weird times there's times where i sort of resort to myself and kind of focus on me so um maybe that but yeah have a convo. so easy what a convo can do what else do we got doctor Sorry, I'm just looking at my gorgeous middle kid's sweats. Hey,
0: Chris. My Hi. name is Arya. Hi, Araya. Um, I've had this debate going on for a long time, way longer than it should be. Um, but basically the debate is, um, is it pronounced Reese's or Reese's? I, I'm, I'm not even going to say what side I'm on. I'm curious what you say. The choices are Reese's and Reese's. <laughs> I, uh,
1: I hope you picked the right one. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, wow. I might as well say goodbye to this podcast because I feel like uh, whenever I get asked these questions, I am always on the wrong side of history. Of herstory, of christery. I mean, it's all bad whenever <laughs> I answer these. Okay, so let me think about it. I like a Reese's cut. I say Reese's, and I think it's Reese's, but like, who gives a fuck? We all know what we're talking about, okay? Reese's, 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 and Reese's. We are getting mad over one micro-syllable. Reese's, Reese's. Do you know what other problems there are in the grammatical world? Reese's and Reese's, they practically sound the same. Fuck It's like caramel and caramel that I can get on board for. That's a debate, bitch. That's caramel caramel. That's a whole extra syllable. Reese's Reese's. Shut up and get me a Reese's. God, I'm about to have a fucking breakdown. I say Reese's because they're like Reese's pieces. Pure Reese's piece. Oh fuck. Okay. It's Reese's. Got it. I hear it. Heard it. Been there. Done that. Read you wrote you. Okay, that's enough voicemails for today. I'm feeling very full of Reese's. Reese's. So like last year when I turned 29, I did 29 things I learned in 29 years. This year I'm doing 30 things I learned in 30 years. Some of them might repeat year to year, but that just means, bitch, they still hold true. I hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, <laughs> which is a really hot take in a... In to have an an American scripture. But anyways, these are 30 things that I learned in 30 years. Some of these might be irrelevant to you, but I really tried to pick whatever's left of my brain and give you guys the secrets that I have learned, unless you are older than me, which in that case, please share. Thank you. Oh, feel free to comment or leave a review of things you've learned in your lifetime. How about that? How about that? Suddenly I'm Bad baby. Anyways, the first thing I have learned is that it's okay for goals to change. I can be a very stubborn person and like, especially achieving things that I remember baby Chris wanting to achieve. I want to really fulfill my younger self. And sometimes I feel like that puts me in a place of doing things that I don't, that don't really mean much to me current day, but I want to do them because younger me wanted to. And I think it's okay to not want to do those. And again, some of these are very much for me, but I just think it's okay for your goals to change. It's okay to have wanted the world. And now you just want a little slice of life. You know, I thought I really wanted the world and some days I want to take over the world, but a lot of times I'm just really content in my small little world here in Delaware, going to New York and LA, having my little like superstar moments, and then just coming back to like a nice, simple, chill, like real life. I don't know. There's something about that. So, goals will change. That is okay. Number two, having friendships that have weathered time and distance are the most important ones. I'm not saying, therefore, they mean more than people you might be really close with and have met more recently. I just mean, I have so many friendships in my life, and I realized this at my birthday trip, that it's really rare to have people who have known you for so long and kind of watched you be the person you were and turn into the person you are. And I think that level of understanding that comes with that is so not only important, but it's just nice. It's so nice to have friends that I've had for half of my life. Literally, this at my birthday weekend. Some of my friends were like, we've been friends for 15 years. And I'm like, hold the motherfucking cellular device, bitch. Like, How is that even possible? I still feel 15 sometimes. But those friendships, sometimes you might have speed bumps and awkward areas. But I feel like getting through those and growing stronger make those friendships even more valuable so i know that you know grow, with anything involving time or distance there are growing pains but don't let those growing pains you know like fracture the whole thing because it really is so rare and so nice to have people that i've known since i was in like kindergarten still be in my life um And it's just really special. Now, this is one that I say all the time, and it still stands motherfucking true. Number three nothing is final until death or except death, but those words are interchangeable. You can always turn the ship around unless you are dead. You know, like there is always a way to change something, to fix something, to just absolutely pivot into a different direction and build something. There's, Guys, oh my God, there's so much time. Like, life is short, yes. But life is also so fucking long. My God. There is time. Nothing is final except death, okay? Number four, stop being afraid of fucking up. This is one I'm still trying to, like, grapple with because I used to be so sure of myself. I used to be so dead set in my ways and opinions. And I know a lot of it has kind of changed because of culture and social media and the way that our opinions last forever and just there's so many ways that just along with growing up but just culture has changed but fucking up is so key to the human experience and i wish there wasn't as big of a penalty for fucking up and i'm obviously not talking about like manslaughter like yeah there should be a penalty for fucking up in that regard but like saying the wrong thing not understanding something correctly or fully on the first time or the fifth time of it's just life is so much more complicated and more of a spectrum than things being black and things being white and I've said stupid shit, and I have just gone from being someone who had my own opinions to being someone who wants to who wants to create as little conflict as possible. But at the end of the day, I'm still a human being who will make a mistake and cause conflict, whether that was my intention or not. And so will you listening. And just don't dim yourself because you're afraid of doing the wrong thing and there are going to be people who will hold it above you and against you for the test of time but that is a reflection of them and not you and it's just it's important to fuck up because that's when you learn and that's when you grow and that's when you evolve and become an even more elevated version of yourself I just think it's really like I've tweeted some dumb shit about fucking Bratz dolls and You know, like I, I, you learn in those situations. It's awful. And I remember how much of like shit I felt for months, but at the end of the day, I took the feedback. I heard it and we're moving on and that's all you can do. And I just, I, I feel that so many people lose the magic of who they are trying to people, please. And, not fuck up because of the consequences that come with fucking up, but fucking up is okay. Just because people hold it against you and use it against you does not mean that you are still that person. Whew. That one came from the heart. Um, And this kind of uh, leads into number five, which is being who you are and people hating it is better than trying to make everyone like you. This is like definitely what I was just talking about of I feel like I've lost such a part of myself trying to make sure people like me because I want to be liked, because I know I'm a good person and I I don't want to cause harm or uncomfortability even. But at the end of the day, I have realized that being myself is so much more important than having like a perfect track record. People are going to hate you regardless, so you might as well have them hate you. (laughs) It's a really fucked up, twisted way, but you might as well have them really hate the real you. There's no point in trying to be someone and someone's still going to hate it. Let people hate the real you. (laughs) That's my, that's my two two cents. Number six, there's always another opportunity to start again or just to start. Um, I feel that right now in my career, I'm in a lull. Um, Some might even say a decline. The some saying that are me, myself, and I. Um, And that's okay. Take a step back. Look at the bigger picture. Uh, Speaking personally, I've been doing this next month. Oh, my God. In a month from tomorrow, I will be doing this for 11 years. And in that time, I've constantly grown. I've constantly garnered audience members. I've gotten praise and attention and views and money and i mean just everything you could ever want from the highs of the highs of this job and life but this past like year year and a half has been kind of really a decline for me and i for the past like eight or nine months i mean a lot of you guys saw on this podcast it was really hard for me to deal with and cope with but I stepped back and looked at the bigger picture, and I've spent 10 years building this life for myself and creating genuinely every single thing I have. And to expect that to never hit a speed bump is just unrealistic. And it's not normal. You know, there's going to be times where you hit a lull. Just enjoy your life. Just enjoy the things that matter in those moments. Because I think about, like, Megan Fox or Jennifer Coolidge. These people had huge careers. Jennifer's body? Are you kidding me? And then, bloop, she not fell off the face of the earth, but, like, I mean, there was a moment where it's like, Megan Fox wasn't that it girl, and she wasn't... Meg- and then, uh, now, it's she's, like, one of the only people we hear about. And so... I just really try... And Jennifer Coolidge, I mean, she was an icon when I was young. I feel like she sort of, you know, hit a lull, and now she's Jennifer fucking Coolidge again. And so it's just nothing is that linear of like A plus B equals C. Like that shit. Like this is why I hated math in high school. Nothing fucking added up, okay? I'm like, yeah, you got two apples, but what if one of them has fucking asbestos in it? Now we don't even know what we have. And to be honest, I still don't even really know what asbestos are, but I just know that they're bad. But there's always time to start or start again. Don't lose hope. And there's, it, that's truly at any age. At any age. Chris Jenner was like, what, 50-something when she started? I mean, what we all now know? I mean, look at that. Just give yourself some grace and know that there's always... Even work, something as stupid as working out. I used to be on such a fitness grind back like a couple years ago. Then I dropped off and I gained weight. And now I'm starting to get back into it. And there's just always time to start. And what? Nothing is final except death. <laughs> well, everything just goes back to that. I swear to fucking God. Number seven of things I've learned in 30 years. Life is short. Buy the damn shoes. Okay? Or whatever. If it's not shoes, whatever it may be. We work hard you earn a living live it a little i'm not saying blow all your money and all of that but i'm just saying if you can and you might have to work a little hard and not take a day off or something buy the damn whatever it is if even if it's just a higher end pasta sauce i mean just treat yourself every once in a while or every day if you want i mean just buy the damn shoes <laughs> that's my that's my uh Analogy. Number eight, be present. I feel like I have been the most present in my life so far this past couple of months. And it has been just magical to really focus on what matters. You will just really feel a much greater sense of fulfillment, I feel, from that. And it's hard to be present when you're worrying about tomorrow or yesterday. But first of all, bitch, yesterday already left. Let that bitch go, okay? Build upon what you learned from it, but let it go. Worrying about tomorrow? Why? You don't know what's happening. Worry about today. Number nine, and this one might be one of the most important lessons I've learned in 30 years. The fart is never to be trusted. Ever literally just last month. Oops. What happened? Poops. I literally trusted the fart in bed. And what came out? A little gift. A little gift. That's why we call it the present. (laughs) Don't trust the fucking fart. Number 10, challenge those in charge. Now, I'm not saying like have a full on mutiny, but it's okay to challenge those who feel unchallengeable. When I was younger, although I broke like every rule, I just, I always, I know, I guess I've always challenged those in charge, including teachers. (laughs) I am so sorry to those teachers. But I just mean more so growing up, I always thought America was the best and number one and all this fucking propaganda bullshit. And being an adult, it's really made me learn to just not accept things as they are and to challenge those in charge, I just feel that our government can loan $14 billion to Israel, but we still have homeless people and people without food and wa- clean water and shit. I just think for people to say we can't forgive student loans, but we can give money to a country to bomb innocent people. Like, I just, yes, I understand that's going to get a fucking terrorist organization, but the only people suffering are innocent civilians. So, I just I I don't accept things as they are. I think is a maybe a better way to do this to phrase this one. You know, it's okay to challenge the higher beings at play. You know, number eleven. If you're unsure if you want something, walk away from it and see if you're still thinking about it in a week. I'm telling you, this has saved me so much money (laughs) because I am speaking strictly capitalistically. Capitalistically. Speaking (laughs) capitalism-wise, no, but I mean, this really does pertain to everything, but I mostly think of this when I'm shopping. If I'm still thinking of something a week later, a month later, I know that that is something I want to have. If you're questioning it in the store, you're not going to like it more when you're home. That is another piece of solid advice I have learned. But um, even if it's just a job or uh something take time away if you can walk away from it and see if you are wanting it or thinking about it or in a positive way obviously overthinking about it is not good but you know <laughs> anyways keep moving chris number 12 therapy is life-saving i say that more this is kind of outdated because like obviously therapies and mental health is so talked about now but when I was younger, I had always thought about therapy, but thought that meant that something was severely wrong with me or that I was broken or, you know, like the, something was wrong with me. It was, it was felt very alienating. And it's so cool that it's so widely talked about and accepted now. But it wasn't always that way. And so go to therapy. You might not find – it might take a while to find the right therapist, you know, someone that you really comfort with and feel that you're making progress with. But you are worth putting that effort in to doing that. You would do the same for a doctor. If a doctor you didn't fuck with and you didn't feel you were getting your money's worth, you would go find a new one. Same thing with a therapist. It's, to expect it to work on the first try is crazy. And to expect to feel comfortable being in therapy on the first try, first five times, is not... Nor- like You're going to be uncomfortable. That's why it's important most things that are uncomfortable are important most not all let me just make that fucking clear number 13 people are seldom thinking about the things you are insecure about i this past birthday trip in the desert i am very self-conscious about my stomach and like my body because that's where i gain all of my weight and i mean and also in like my chin and face but mostly my body i'm really insecure about my stomach and this weekend, I've just been, or this past weekend, I just was out everywhere with a shirt off. It's like in my podcast episode, I was watching it back and I was like having these conflicting feelings of like at the bar. I was like, oh my God, my stomach and love handles look so big. And I'm like, well, first of all, Chris, you've been drinking heavily for like three days prior. Second of all, you've been eating whatever you wanted. And that's what life is enjoying it, being present. So what? I've got a little a little pooch above my waistline. I would much rather have that than feel depraved of living my life. And I'm not a huge worker outer. I fucking hate it. And I have to find really simple ways to work out. And I know that. And to expect different results when I'm not doing the work is not, is only setting me up for failure and miserableness. So, I always think it's interesting when we see animals on like Planet Earth or Animal Planet, and you can see their rib cages, and people are like, "Oh, that poor animal! It's starving. Someone get it a cheeseburger." And then you see humans who have ribs, and people are like, "Oh my god, that's so fucking sexy!" Or like, dare I say, "Wow, they still have too much fat on that." Like it's just it's crazy the way humans treat humans and look at and regard humans. It's never made sense to me, okay? Stop thinking about your insecurities like everyone's thinking about them. And if people are thinking about them, once again, a reflection of them, not you. This kind of goes into 14. Aim to be healthy, not to look a certain way. That was one of the big things that I felt so confident about at my birthday. Was just, I felt healthy. I mean, not after... How much I drank, which we'll get into on the after show. But I just mean, I felt so good. I know I was working out. I knew I was enjoying life. And this is what my body looks like. And it's gotten me through a lot in life. And that to me is what is important and what matters. And I'm so grateful for that. So aim to be healthy, not to look a certain way, because the way you look will always change. And it's like chasing things that are immaterial in a way. It's like chasing fame or something like that. It's like there's no concrete level you're going to get to where you're like, I'm happy. Your body is always going to fluctuate. It's a fucking active body. Like, that is in flux. Just be healthy. That's what matters. No one's going to give a fuck if you were a size zero in your fucking casket. Number 15, a little goes a long way. I have learned that this is true when you are checking in on someone with just a simple phone call. I'm talking about saving, putting $5 a month away. I'm talking about maybe taking a bite out of a 500 milligram edible instead of taking the whole thing on a plane. You know, a little goes a long way. And I think that's important to remember, even saving money-wise. Throwing $25 into a bank account or into a savings account jar you will have so much money without even realizing that you did that and I just think a little I mean even calling I remember when my Nana was still alive when I would call her she would sometimes cry because she's like I can't even tell you how much this phone call meant to me and it took nothing for me to call I mean it literally I I just had to hold down this button and say like call Nana and that's what it took and it's It's just a lot can be taken from such a little gesture. And don't forget that. Now, number 16 of things I've learned in 30 years in an argument, speak in facts, not opinions or emotions. I always tell people whenever they come to me for advice, speak in facts. And what I mean by that is don't speak hyperbolically. Don't even bring up your emotions or your opinions Speak what happened. Say, I texted you, you responded this. Or, you know, whatever it is, just speak in the things that are provable and the th- in the things that have happened, not in the... you. Yeah, say, what you said made me feel this. That is That is what I mean by speaking in facts. Like, you sent this and I felt very upset with the way you worded it. Because both of those things are factual. They sent it. And that emotion of being on the receiving end is what happened. Those are both factual things. And if people care about you, they will focus on the things that are factual. And it's not like... And I think you're just a bitch for sending that. That's not productive. That's not factual. Whether you might think it's factual that they were being a bitch if they sent it. But just speaking in facts, I've found helps problem solve so much more efficiently and so much more like without injury number 17 you don't get or achieve things by doing nothing and i think i'm gonna sound like a fucking boomer and like a nobody wants to work these days but i do think there is a level of busting your fucking ass and working for things and again i understand that i'm not saying that i don't think people are but i'm saying that i do think the way i came up in my career i was a an intern for free like i did free labor and i'm not saying free labor is the answer but i i mean i learned a lot when i was working for free at harper's bazaar as as like an intern or other internships i did for like school credit Again, I'm not saying that those are the answers, but I really learned the importance of, one, wanting to get the fuck out and move up in my career, and two, what it's like to be spoken to in certain ways and what it's like to be disregarded or not feel seen. Um, and so I just... Sometimes you might have to work for free. I'm not saying that that should be the standard, but if it's for something that you want and it's on, or if it's on the pathway to something you want, put your head down and just charge the mountain. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm not saying it's whatever. But work your ass off, and I'm telling you, you can achieve it. And that will sort of get into something I'll talk about a couple numbers down on this list. But... um Moving on to number 18 of things I've learned. Getting older is scary and weird, but it's also like the best thing, and I think it should be embraced more. I have been looking forward to my 30s for so long, and I just think getting older isn't always guaranteed. I know people who haven't even made it to 20 and will never make it to 20, and that to me is such a guarantee, and I think so many people feel that way, but Getting older is a, is a blessing. And it's really fucking cool. And yes, it comes with challenges of like, God, my back hurts all the time. And like, my God, my knees, I can't sit the way I'm sitting this long because my knees cramp up. Like, yeah, there are absolutely downsides of that. But there's also downsides of being young. People ask you to do all sorts of fucking things because you have the energy to do it. So just, you are, are so, every year, you just get more and more in control of your destiny. And obviously, there might be health things that come along the way. I'm not saying that this is a blanket. None of this is blanket statements. I know that everybody has unique problems and things in their life, but getting older, I wish was celebrated more because I mean, I never thought I would have, after junior year, seen another birthday. And to be turning 30 or to have turned 30, (laughs) it already happened, is a really cool thing because I just never thought I would have made it to this age. I really thought and tried to. Take myself off the map. And any of those little problems I had, I don't even remember. And if I do, they motivate me to keep moving forward. Now, number 19, stop romanticizing the past or the unknown. I am a big sucker for nostalgia. I think about my younger self and how much happier I was. And I talked about it even in this episode of just how I felt so sure of myself. And I think it's really easy to. Romanticize that and to want that. But I mean, I was also living with an abusive father. I was also a minor and had no say over my life. I, you know, like there's downsides and upsides to everything. And I just think to romanticize things that have happened, it's like you are a product of that. You still have that. But number 20 on the list of things I've learned, there are great things and awful things about every and any job. I think looking at me, people would be like, I want to do that because of the money and this and that. Yeah, but I mean, this set that you're all looking at is cost over like minimum 12 grand. Minimum. That all had to come out of my money. So yes, I make more money, but a lot of it goes back into the shit that I'm doing. So And I don't have an HR or an accounting team. It's like I have to hire out all those people. I've got to run this show as a delinquent 30-year-old. Oh my God, I'm like 10 years away from turning 40. I need to like think better about myself. And I mean, having had a normal office job after college and all of internships and I mean, random jobs just to get a paycheck, to get money to do this. Like when I had an office job, for example, I loved the fact that I knew what I was going in to do, that people were telling me what I had to do and that, oh my God, benefits and health care. bitch, I don't even have health insurance right now. So when you're talking about your shitty job, remember that you have health care. I mean, hopefully that comes with it. And benefits and like a 401k, hopefully like, I mean, I don't have, I have to do all of that myself. And I'm not saying woe is me, but what I'm saying is every job has a perk and every job has a downside. And that will never change. It will never change. Downsides to my job, I don't remember what it's like to have a normal self esteem. And I know that that's like, well, I don't have a self esteem to begin with. Everything has an up and everything has a down. Don't fantasize about the unknown, period. Don't, rand- don't romanticize the unknown. Number 21, you can really do anything in life. I say that because it's happened and it's true. I have done more in my life than I genuinely like. I remember dreaming it and knowing I would make it happen, but like also knowing that it probably wouldn't. I don't know how to describe that, but I just have had that thought process my entire life. And to see me doing the stuff that I dreamed of is crazy. And it's truly proof that you can do it. Yes, I have had privileges in my own regard, but I, I've i never... I didn't have any contacts in Hollywood. I didn't even know a famous person. Like It's just I made decisions for what I thought was right and went along with where I wanted to be. And it somehow has happened. And I've never taken... I've never quit at it because I knew it's what I wanted. Even through the difficulties, it's like there's nothing else I could imagine me doing. So I really just want to drive home that like, it's going to sound Disney Channel as fuck, but you can do anything in life. Now more than ever, you can do anything in life. 22, stop believing in destinational happiness. And what I mean by this is once I make $10,000 a month, I'll be happy. Once I... Move. I will do this and then I'll be happy. It, stop doing that and just do it now. You know, you will get to a place where you make $10,000 a month and you're going to think you're happy, but you won't because your expenses will continue to rise and your cost of living will go. It's just try and cut that shit out of if this, then I'll be happy because. it's not like that. Life is not that linear (laughs) once again. I thought once I had a million subscribers, I would be set. And dare I say, when I got a million subscribers, things became harder. (laughs) Not because I had a million subscribers, but just life doesn't work like that. There's no equation to it. So stop believing in destinational happiness. Number 23, gendered clothing is so fucking stupid. My God, men, Buy a fucking purse and stop calling it a bag. It's a purse. Okay? There's nothing wrong with it being a purse. You're not going to grow a vagina overnight. Let me tell you. Having a purse is the best. Do you know how much shit I carry with me on the daily? Skirts? Oh, my God. Men, we stand up to piss. Why are we unbuckling our lift the skirt and let it rain, bitch? I mean, oh, my God. Skirts and purses lit and you look fucking sexy. Oh, God, I hate gendered clothing. It's so stupid. Number 24 of things I've learned in 30 years, my most prized possessions are the ones that I'll never be able to buy or the ones that I'll never be able to buy again. And I mean, like, the buy again. Like, I bought Andre Leon Talley's uh, Louis Vuitton trunk with his initials. And, like, yes, I don't think that everything necessarily your most prized possessions need to be bought. But for that, that's a piece of fashion history. That is a one-of-one that... So, like, that's what I mean. But I found that a lot of my greatest possessions are handwritten cards that I've received or, like, an item that, like, for example, my nano had in her house, and I just remember so vividly, and now that she's passed, it's in my possession. And just to have that, I think, is so special and for things to have that meaning that to me is the most valuable stuff like one of my greatest possessions is the little stuffed animal i had as a kid and it was just a stuffed animal i've never seen another one in the wild like it's not it wasn't like a beanie baby which is fine if it is i just there are things that are so to the average person dumb to keep but to me mean the world and i I think that has shifted greatly for me because I used to think my prized possession meant my most expensive one. And sometimes that's true. But more times than not, I've really found that I just love the stuff that comes with a story that is personal to you. Now, number 25, 20s are really fun, but they are also so... So fucking brutal. I think people's 20s are the new teenage years of really trying to figure out what you want to do, what you want to be, where you want to work, and what you want to achieve. My 20s were really, really, really hard when I thought it was supposed to be like a never-ending party. Let me tell you, I want that party to end multiple times. It's a lot of growing pains and a lot, a lot, a lot of unsureness and insecurity But I'm telling you, I mean, even 29 was a hard fucking year. 29 was a hard fucking year for me. It was brutal. But I really do feel that I'm coming so much into my own. And that feels really, really special to be able to do. Now, number 26 of things I've learned in 30 years, swallow your pride unless it's pride month, which in that case, swallow other things. I think swallowing your pride is massively important because your pride or ego will get in the way of growth and of necessary change because you think you have all the answers and you think you have it figured out. I'd be lying to you if I didn't say that in my 20s, I had an ego every now and then that I think was a hindrance instead of a help. Um, So swallow your pride. Unless it's pride month. Swallow. (laughs) That's so insane. Justin, please bleep that. I'm sorry. Number 27. Cry. If you need to cry, or even if you want to cry, crying releases so much of the built up stress in your body. And I used to think crying was weakness. Crying is embarrassing. Crying, I mean, yeah, crying can be embarrassing. What are we talking about? But fulfilling that need your body has to release that, do it. I love crying now because I just feel so much better the day after. Oh my God, I'm like, I'm walking on sunshine. Oh, whoa, can I get the choir? Um, so Cry. cry bitch (laughs) that's my lesson number 28 it's okay to not understand foot fetishes i don't fucking get it it's been three decades granted for maybe the first decade i didn't know what that was i don't understand foot fetishes and i feel okay my feet are covered because enough of you guys have fucking commented on them squirming when i'm bored i guess i like move my toes around and anyways Oh, y'all freaks with foot fetishes. I'm going to kink shame you. <laughs> now, um, second to last thing I learned in 30 years, holding on to negativity or grudges will only hurt and bring down you. When you let things go and you... I'm not saying you have to forgive someone and that means be their best friend or let them back into your life or not have boundaries with them. But when you let go of shit that has hurt you or brings you down, you will feel so much freer and like it sounds so like goop but like lighter i just know that when i've held on to things i build resentment and i take the time that i could be doing something productive and i'm putting it on something that has already happened and that i'm stewing over when in reality i could have just said you know what this pissed me off i need a break and then you move on and you just feel lighter and then lastly, the thing that I think is probably the most important and number 30 of things I've learned in 30 years, be a little delusional. I think if you want big things, you have to be delusional. You just do. I think you have to, you have to dream and you've got to really almost live by those dreams. And I'm not saying therefore like be unreasonable. But, like, be a little delusional it you'll learn a lot about yourself and you'll learn a a lot about what you're willing to do for stuff and yeah, anyways, this has been. 30 things I learned in 30 years. And I feel like we'll just wrap up the episode there. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts, as well as subscribe. Let's get this bitch on the charts as a 30th birthday present to me. Now we're going to go film the unhinged after show on patreon.com slash Chris Clemens. So feel free to head on over to there. And yeah i love you guys thanks for everybody who subscribed to the new unhinged channel thank you justin sam and jake for everything and to my unhinged family i love you till the day that i can't love you no more so mwah, mwah, mwah. I'm thirty. oh i'm sorry justin i cussed at the end of the episode oh god some things never change okay <laughs>